flowing with the movements of the Holy Spirit. Flowing with the movements of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I think foundation verse is, is found in Acts chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom, heavens, whom, the, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So I'm going to be St. Peter uh, lost a commotion. <laughs> Uh, simply because uh, he went to the temple, and he says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give to you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So, and so he kind of, he explains to them, it's not because I'm someone special, it's not because. Uh, I'm a mutant with superpowers. <laughs> it's not because I'm so super holy, but it's because of this person, Jesus Christ, and he gave a mini gospel presentation. He died for sins, and you know he went back to heaven. And something and one day he's going to, to come back again. Right now, the heavens must contain him or the moonshine until the times of restoration of all things. So there will be not just one time, but many times of restoration of all things. Okay? And in Samuelito, uh, as we trust in him, we can trust him to send times of refreshing from the presence of God Almighty. And if there's going to be a thought I'd like to share with you tonight is this. Learn to walk in the seasons of refreshing brought to us by the Holy Spirit. Learn to walk in the seasons of refreshing, brought to us by the Holy Spirit. It's like, let's say, on the case of each, metal wave at the Maratay. Okay, one is there, the Maratayan wave there, but the things for sure, we don't know all that. Okay, but then there's another wave that will be coming. Okay, or maybe we're just sitting down somewhere and then a cool breeze that will bring refreshing that can say, okay, a small right? And then it starts blowing again. That's small Okay? So praise God, we, we see those things in the natural. But I believe God is also wanting to do things in a spiritual way. Alright? According to uh, and, 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 and when when the when the moves of the Holy Spirit come to us, movement we must be ready to walk and move and flow with the movements of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And I'd like to share with you four things that we would like to take, like us to be able to do. And I believe that these four things will, you know, allow us to, to walk with the Holy Spirit, to flow with what He's doing. we will be flowing together with Him. But before I do that, before I give you the four principles, I'd like uh, us to look at, you know, well, I'll just read it for me. It's, it's from John 16, verse 13. 
However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Okay? So one of the things that we know is that the Holy Spirit, he will teach us. He will communicate to us whatever Jesus Christ is wanting to communicate with us. And with this, one of the things that we've been talking about in the past Wednesday sessions is that we learn not to be sensitive to what the Lord is trying to communicate to us. Normally in times of prayer, we come to God, we praise God, we worship Him, and then we present our petitions to the Lord our God. Then maybe we say sorry for the things that we've said or done in the past. And then when we feel that the time, we just praise God and thank Him, and then we leave. But God is wanting us also to learn how to pay attention to Him, to listen to Him, okay? To be sensitive to how He will begin to communicate with us. I've heard people say that God communicated to them through an audible voice, okay? Uh, normally, uh, when the Holy Spirit begins to communicate with me, I get a very firm impression of what I need to do or what I need to say. Yeah. That especially comes with, especially compared prophetic utterance that we got. I normally get one or three words, and and I try to wait. And I find out that he only gives the peace to me. He gives the continuation of the thought and the sentence if I say the first three words. If I wait, I'm a complete sentence. It doesn't happen. And yes, there were times I've taken out the book. And I didn't say the three words. Okay? But then I found out when you take a risk and you begin to obey God and say those things, then God begins to let the thought. But then I've heard people say that, you know, uh, God spoke to them through a radio. <laughs> and then, when they <laughs> but umanda, like it needed to, to, to come recently, it, it, it seems that God would have me look at my smartphone for the time. You know, if I'm reading something at night or maybe I'm watching something on TV. I get the, the, the urge or the impression to look at the time. And I don't know what to say. I'm not really interested in the time, but I'm happy not. Then when I would look, I would see it's 11, 11. <laughs> okay? And uh, just the other day, I think it was Monday, I was reading something God wanted me to look at thanks, 11, 11. It's probably happened to me maybe four or five times. I'm thinking, what are you saying? 11, 11, 11. Okay. What, what is this? You should, there, there must be something significant to this. Because the first time I noticed it, and I thought that was the end of that. But I wake up, like, that's it, after a little wake up and So, okay, Lord, what seems to be the significance of this? And, you know, I, when I was you know, I, I read books, I listen to testimonies, I, I listen to people. There's a guy uh, who began a teaching of this, I began. The number 11 basically is the number of transition. 
we are in a time of transition. Okay? And then he says, have, have you not noticed you among the rules of the Holy Spirit? I've read some of the rules of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't catch the pattern. But I believe we are living in the days where something God told Daniel, some of the things that are in these things will be sealed outward. It will be hidden. But these things will be revealed to the people of the last generation. Okay? And things are coming to light. We're beginning to find out things concerning uh, the feast of Israel. Papa fulfilling first four. And how that the last thing will be fulfilled. We've got a guy named Jonathan Cann who begins to talk about the seven years, the Sabbath years, the Bible year, and the Jubilee. And everything he has predicted. And he says, I'm not a prophet. I didn't see this based on what the Spirit said. But in a pattern of the Holy Spirit, Okay? The second thing, I'm getting this and I'm predicting this not because I see a vision of this. No, but because in many areas of scriptures, and I notice that God works in patterns. God gives him an insight concerning the number seven. Okay? But this one particular person has an insight concerning 11 years. So, I mean, have you, I, I just noticed that every 11 years, God starts something. And, you know, Mary Chancey Navina, if you start from 1880, we start there. So we will start in 1950. Alright? And if you've got a calculator, So in 1950, in the 1950s, there was a powerful healing movement. And uh, some of the names that the Bible was telling that particular time was A.A. Allen, uh, William Branham, and probably some of you recognize this name. See, uh, see Oral Roberts, okay? During this particular time, people were getting healed. Where people would bring people from the hospital, people who were dying, people who were sick and terminal, uh, there would be healings, miracles that would be taking. It's during that time when the healing movement was taking place, you get the impression. It's impossible to walk away Okay? And one of the uh, testimonies I heard from is someone on the BBC called R.W. Shamba. Okay? He's, he's with the board now. But he, he, he tells a story of how uh, during uh, that particular time, he had a baka, actually. He was deformed. There were also missing organs within him. And on the stage, a, a Allen prayed for simple prayer, in the name of Jesus be healed. And that his arms are filling out. He only had two legs. He had legs Okay? And it began to straighten out. He went straighten out. Suddenly, I saw feet beginning to fall. Everybody saw that happening on stage. Okay? This was the healing anointing that was taking place at that time, and some, some have said that some hospitals were empty because of this healing wave that moved at that time. That was in the 1950s. So 1950 plus 11, 
Okay? And, and Billy Graham at that time started using their language. And, and he, he started preaching to them. Turn on to Jesus. Tune in to the Bible. Drop out of sin. And many of them turned to the Lord. Okay? And they were called from the flower people, uh, flower people, flower power people, they became the Jesus people. Okay? And they started coming to church, and this caused uh, trouble within the church because these hippies were unconventional. Okay? People went to church, they were kind of not But they started, this, this hippie started coming in, uh, sandals, you know. All because they love Jesus, they want to worship God. And so some of them were accepted by the churches, some of the Christians did not accept. They said this is a false movement and things like that, but they kept on. This was the Jesus movement. And I believe it was during this this move, you know, it was in 1982 of December, that I thought the move, and, and you know, it was a move of God towards people who were unconventional. I was one of the unconventional ones too. Alright, so this was the time of Jesus people movement. So 1972 plus 11. 1983. This was the time of one Western Federal teachers of John Woodburn and see Peter Wagner. Okay, they were two evangelicals. And you know, they, they didn't really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, but they started searching the scripture. They're saying, oh, you know, it's the same God. Then we should be seeing the same signs and wonders again. And so they start seeking God. They receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a fuller evangelical seminary. They started teaching signs and wonders of God for today. Basically, um, thrust and teaching is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for anointed ministers. But rather, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit are for everyone. And they started teaching everyone is a minister. Okay? So, I mean, Pastor Newman, the Baptist Seminary, he's an ordained minister. Okay? But if you if you're if you were not ordained that way, you're still a minister. And you can expect the gifts of the Holy Spirit to move through you. This became known as the third wave charismatic. Third wave charismatic over 1983. Okay? So 1983 plus 11. 1994. Okay? 1994, the Spirit of the Lord started moving in an unusual way in churches that whenever He started manifesting, people could not help but start laughing. Okay? And people who carry the Spirit of the Holy the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, you get around them, they start laughing. Okay, it's like uh, something testimony is said about some ministers. I mean, I just was in Starbucks and I fell in line. At the end, I opened up a coffee, and then the guys behind me, you know, they started laughing and giggling. They couldn't help themselves, they were laughing, they were helpless and laughing. Who might have seen the syllabus in Starbucks? When they got, when they got out, so they went in again, fall in line again, but then when they got behind it, they started laughing again. And they couldn't help themselves, they left again. They said, I don't know what's of that guy, 
But we can't help but laugh if we lose control. This was known as the Toronto Blessing. Okay? Uh, the Toronto Blessing. Uh, during this time, the Spirit of the Lord emphasized the joy of the Lord as God broke down religious barriers. Okay? Uh, and, and not many people accepted this. I know that your former Bishop Nugget, Archbishop, did not accept this. But I, I saw this because some of my sisters taught this. I remember uh, the first time I was in the U.S. and my sister did a ministry. I'm a new So I came up somebody and I'm with New York. When you see the sister called me, pray for us, she stopped <laughs> And the priest, I started to laugh, but the priest, he didn't like me So I just tried to keep my cool. But this was a Toronto blessing. And many of us are singing songs that was born of that, like in songs. And God will be here. Alright? And then, if you have 11 to 1994, you get 2005. Now, 2005 is a sobering kind of moment. Unlike the healing, there are signs and miracles, unlike uh, the charismatic movement, Baptist and Holy Spirit, given to us. But in 2005, it, it's like God distanced himself. That's just how it felt like. Uh, it felt like you are struggling to maintain your Christian life. Your call into the ministry. The temptation was very great to walk away from your calling, to walk away from the ministry. The temptation was very great to quit. Okay? And there were many leaders who failed at this particular time. Uh, there was a temptation to quit. And for lack of a better phrase, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, some people seem to call it this way, they call this the wilderness season. And when we talk about shaking, God is allowing shaking to go on during this particular time. Okay? It seemed that nothing touch of God. Where is why is it on services now to paradigm of the market? Where's the life? Where's the something that makes it come alive? Do you understand what I'm saying? But it was just a time where God is wanting us to want Him, not for the benefits and the blessings that we have received from Him, but for Him and Him alone. In other words, it's like He's asking, if you don't experience the laughing, if you don't experience the healing, if you don't experience this, the that, okay? Are you still going to come to me? Are you still going to come and pray when it feels like the heavens are brass, but they're not really that there. But he wasn't as manifesting the way he did before from 2005. And many underwent severe testings and trials. Remember when Jesus Christ said to Peter, uh, Satan has asked for you to be sifted, Peter, but I have prayed for you that after you come back, you would encourage your brothers. This was the time I believe. That the sifting was taking place. It's like we went through what Job went through. This was a time where people became spiritually dark. 
where they didn't find the same kind of satisfaction in, in serving God anymore. It seems like the fire is small, it's not burning as brightly. It seems like you're not as hungry and thirsty anymore. Other things look more attractive. And uh, this was kind of what we face tests, challenges, and struggles. Some have actually walked away from the calling of ministry. Some have reduced their commitment to ministry just to maintenance. There was a time when we were passionate, we wanted to give everything to God. But big time, we were like, so now we're going to be this blessing. Even when you're not going to lie, you're at least going to be this And they, they do other things. You understand what I'm saying? Hello. So now, 2005, plus 11. 2016. <laughs> Welcome to 2016. We are in transition to the people of God. And I, I remember last year, I keep telling, there is a move of God. It's in its beginning stages. Okay? And I believe in 2016, uh, this move of God is something that is for everyone. In other words, God is calling, going to call out those who are retired to come back again. God is going to call those who have walked away to come back again. And it's going to be something like the Jesus people movement where it's not easy to discern whether it's the move of God or not because there will be people who will be coming from the LGBT. There will be people who, are, who will be in the occult. There will be people who will be in different kinds of religions and somehow they would have an encounter with the Lord and many of us would think that those encounters would be bizarre, strange, and not many people would be convinced that they have some. And, and not only that, because medyo hindi pa perfecta yung kanila theology. They just know enough of the Bible and enough of an encounter Christ. They, they try to preach Christ, it might be a little unconventional, it might be a little strange. Uh, it, it's like uh, when, when God started bringing the Gentiles into the church, hindi matanggap ng mga ibang mundo until St. Peter talked to them and St. Paul talked to them. So God is doing this. So it's going to be kind of strange and messy at the beginning, but we need to be open to the Holy Spirit so that we might be able to walk with Him and not resist the Holy Spirit. I know that for us, we resisted the Toronto blessing this time. Uh, you know, uh, our leaders did not feel that it was of God. It was. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and during this time, I believe this is what I think about. God is going to call us to more and more time with Him. I believe this is time that God is going to call us to a face to face relationship with Him. Okay, it's not just a routine uh, prayer time 15 minutes prayer, 15 minutes Bible reading. The message. God's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. In the early mornings, God's going to call you to worship Him. I believe this is going to be one of us. It's going to be a time of visitation where Jesus would visit with us. You would feel His presence and you would just have, you would have to make a decision. Will I drop what I'm doing right now and spend time with the Lord? Because he, He's not going to announce when He's going to do that. He's not going to call us and say, Ready back to my life. It's just going to do it. Okay? You might be in the middle of uh, watching a nice show. Okay? Uh, 
So you, you might be in the middle of reading a good book, you might be in the middle of doing the work, but when he counts funding, you have a decision. Will I drop what I'm doing right now and go to God and give you any worship? This is going to be a time that I'm going to get that time. See, he can understand that uh, the power and the glory that will be raised during this time is going to be great on a mass. And if you do not have that intimate relationship with him, tired of the that I Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so every time of worship, this will also be a time where so for our song ministers, worship ministers, God will be releasing some new songs and new sounds from heaven. Be alert. Be alert. He will release it. Be alert, be faithful, and he will release it. Okay, so 2016. Uh, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but it's going to be nice every time God moves. It's the next year. It's a time of transition for us. Amen? Okay, so one of the four things I believe that we can do so that we can move with the Spirit and not miss the Spirit. Number one, hunger for more of God. Hunger for intimacy with the Lord. Okay? Hunger for more of God. Hunger for, for intimacy with the Lord. The Lord knows us, but the Lord wants us to want Him so much that we spend time with Him because now we want to know Him. Okay, we have a relationship with God, but we make Christ Savior, Lord, He is in us. But do you know who is in you? Do you know Him? Do you, do you feel at ease in His presence the same way you would feel at ease with your friend? But you marry your friends maybe classmate, BFM, or someone. At least not. You don't become nervous, right? If Jesus Christ shows up, you feel nervous, and you really don't know him yet. In, in Psalms 42, verse 1, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. This was David. You know, have you ever walked a long distance and you're so tired? I remember as a kid, but now that I was a great school and I didn't want to know how to use. And I didn't have money to go home, or maybe I did. I just didn't know how to go home. So did I have to go home? Oh, wait. I want to use that one. And I'm not I was getting really thirsty. Okay? Like that, someone could be something that would And you have to hunger thirst when God's presence like that. In Psalm 63, verse 1, it says, Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. When you wake up in the morning, what do you look for? Your Facebook page or your Bible? Or you just go to God? See? You don't want to move with God away. Alright, and he's saying you've got to thirst for God. So spend time with God in worship and prayer. Spend time in His Word. I just reading it automatically. But you know, when you read something, you say, God, 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 God,
How, how do you do this in life? Because he's talking to you through, your, through the word of God. Okay, so that's the first thing. Hunger for more of God. Hunger for an intimacy with the Lord. The second thing uh, that we need in our lives to be able to walk with the Holy Spirit is to allow for his cleansing in our life. Allow for his cleansing in our life. Sabi nga sa Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Uh, in Revelation chapter 7 verse 14, And I said to him, Sir, you know, so he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and wash their robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb. In other words, if you want this blessing to take place in your life, in your heart and in your life, you need to be honest with God. It's time to stop pretending. Okay? It's time to stop pretending that you love I don't know just whether you really love me or not. Okay? But it's time to become serious with God. God, uh, if there's anything that I have to decide, you know, I'm giving to you one of the things. Beginning to deal with you about something, you need to confess that to God. It's Time to repent quickly and not to put this off later. You know, you really know if you're not doing what God is telling you to do. But we just try to ignore it. When the Holy Spirit's talking to us, we go to our phone and play a game, look at Facebook. In other words, we distract ourselves so we don't have to deal with this. We, we try to escape. Why do you try to escape the Holy Spirit? Don't you know He's trying to get you in a place which will be better for you? And also, this is a time for you not to have a double life. I think it's a bit normal. You're someone different in church in front of other Christians, but you're someone different. But that's what I'm telling you. But not as simple. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? We hold the values of God. To know when we're in church and we live a double life lifestyle. I mean, in the last move, the wilderness experience, there was this dating site, adult dating site, where people are looking for affairs. And these things were hidden. God is beginning to expose that. You understand that God's glory, uh, sin cannot stand in that. And I believe that God has not really strengthened it the way He put the backs to protect us. Remember the last time someone walked in church and they died to the Holy Spirit? What is their life? Echo God. They're giving you everything. I think they get something back. And according to me, they're giving you somebody. You feel if you need that. There's a big one. We get this back, but we're giving this. They wouldn't survive. But they said, no, we're giving everything. They try to appear, you know, they try to appear more spiritual than what they really are. They were pretending. Okay? And they died on the spot. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I believe the glory of God in the church is going to 
come back to that even greater. And uh, we need to be able to come to God. Be honest with Him. Stop playing games with God. Be serious with God. If we're going to serve God, it's not because we want recognition. It's not because we want to appear good to others so we can, you know, that we can promote our business to them. Okay? No, you, when you serve God, do it because you love Him. Pure motives more. Not for anything else, but for you to have pure motives. No double life. And if the Spirit shows you something, repent quickly. Stop arguing, repent quickly. Stop justifying their transgression. Repent quickly. So that's the second thing. Allow for His cleansing in your life. The third thing is, ask God for more of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and His anointing in your life. Ask God for Himself to yield to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I don't know the Holy Spirit's moving. Please help me to move with Him, not, not, not to resist Him. Okay? Uh, in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, if you then be evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Okay? God loves to answer prayers. Okay? People are more concerned why prayers are not getting answered. To be honest, we only trust God and believe in God and stand in faith. But in this particular case, ask God for more of this prayer. Ask God to set you and on, on the fire for other things. Fresh fire for that. We have that before we. There was nothing that we would hold back from God during those times when we were very passionate. We were willing to serve God, do anything, go anywhere, do anything, give anything for Him. But somehow along the way, maybe you accept the life now, and you want to set some water here, say the lava. Some of the things we gave you now we have It's time to give back. Amen? You getting this? And fourthly, see yourself the way God sees you. And then declare it. See yourself the way God sees you. And then say it. See yourself the way God sees you. And then decree it. Proclaim it. Proverbs 23 verse 7. The first part of that verse, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Joshua 1 verse 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Understand this, if God gives you an assignment, it's not an assignment you can do in your own strength. When God gives you an assignment, it is something that it's impossible for you to do. In other words, you won't have the genius for it, you will not have the education for it, you will not have uh, the natural skills for it. The only way it's going to get done is when you depend on God. And so what I'm saying? So, if you're thinking that Start looking at yourself the way Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ's strength. If you think that, you know, 
you're, you're a, a poor user or a failure, nothing really succeeding in your life, that you really can't overcome, then start looking at yourself in the book of Romans, chapter 837. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Or what if you see yourself as someone that, you know, but I'm not going to be able to and things like this. See yourself forgiven by God. You confess your sins, it's faithful to judge, and, and, and faithful to forgive you. See yourself forgiven, not under condemnation. Forgiven by God. Even if others remember what you did, God chose not to remember what you remember. Okay? If you see yourself, you're giving self pity. Now forget that. See yourself as someone loved by God, and God is behind you. God is for me, nothing will be against you. You understand what I'm saying? And you've got to say, you've got to be greedy. So those are basically the four things. Maybe there are more. I don't know, but these are the four things that I see that will help us move with the Spirit of God, that we are to hunger for more of it, have an intimate relationship with God. Step back with God. There's no shortcuts to that. You can't know more of God by spending more time in, in Classes or sessions or seminars, you've got to spend time with him. Secondly, a lot of his blessing in your life. Jesus is sin, they just don't exist together. But he's taking care of your sin. Profess it, he'll erase it. Okay? Ask God for more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Ask for yourself to be able to move the Spirit. And uh, fourthly, see yourself the way God sees you. Then say it, declare it, decree it, proclaim it, broadcast it. Because you are saying what God says. Amen? How many of you learned something tonight? Praise be to God, let's all stand together.